We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, folks, what's good? We're back. Uh, another episode of Ain't No Seeds Pod. And boys, the Kansas football Jayhawks, they did it. They're 1-0. Uh, they even spent some time atop the Big 12. AB, you were very uh, into letting people know that we were atop the standings in the Big 12. So, Kansas football is back. B turn AB, how are you boys doing? Doing great. Uh, it was good to see you guys on Friday night and good to be back in the old booth. Uh, football Jayhawks had us scared late. Uh, I think we were down, what, 14 10 with four or five minutes left. And had that kick return all the way back to the 13, didn't even end up scoring off that. So no, felt like we could have maybe put them away there. But, yeah, they tried to scare us. And it's kind of exciting to see a last uh, game-winning drive, especially by the new QB, Jason Bean. So an exciting way to win regardless. Yep. A.B., uh, how are you feeling about the old football Jayhawks? How was your – I guess – how was your experience back at the booth? You know, you you kind of you made that name become a thing and it's taken on a life of its own. And we were finally back in what I thought was a pretty impressive student section crowd for what this school's been through. I was impressed. Correct. And I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. Really, I guess people are just excited to be back. But I mean, we hadn't been there since the K-State loss. I think we talked about the tailgate. So good to be back. Good to see a win. A win is a win is a win, as I'll always say. So one to know. Feels good. 
Yep. Yep. All right. So let's get into it a little bit. I mean, obviously we're sitting here, we're being positive. We, we win the game. Jason Bean leads us on the drive where he, he completes fourth and 10, which was huge. Uh, makes the throw to Lawrence Arnold for the touchdown. Like he was poor. It was, it was, it was a great way to go out a great way to finish the game. We were all excited and happy about it, but then you remember it was South Dakota. We are fourth and 10 completion away from losing to South Dakota, 14 to 10. Um, I think the thing with Leipold was he was going to have a great running game. The Hawks were going to run it down your throat all day. It's what he did at Buffalo. We did not see that one bit. Um, are we, how concerned should we be about the running game? Or was this just like a, Hey, it's a new system, new coach, new team. Got to let them do their thing. Or are we like, Holy crap, this was South Dakota and they just dominated us up front. Yeah. I mean, it is a little concerning because I think a lot of people had at least higher hopes than most years about our O-line. I mean, we brought in a few transfers from Buffalo. We brought in Grunhard and uh, people were excited about Devin Neal and uh, Amari as well, which they weren't really, Amari didn't play and Neal didn't play very much. So at least we'll have those two back next week. Um, Cause Vilton, I mean, Vilton Gardner didn't look great. Yeah. I think 15 carries for 17 yards, <laughs> which is insane. But I don't know. It felt like they kept, it was almost like the same play over and over. I don't know if you guys felt that way too, just running straight up the gut and getting stuff for one or two yards. So it felt like they should have maybe ran some sweeps and things like that, but I don't know. I mean, it could be it, a lot of nerves too. I mean, there's a lot of teams that barely hung on week one throughout college football. I mean, Oklahoma is a 32 point favorite. They barely held on Oregon teams like that. So, I mean, the nerves of a coaching staff at a bigger school than they've been at previously. And then obviously some players, I mean, it's their first game of the year. So, but yeah, AB talked before the pod, 25 carries for 30 yards for all the running backs, Lachlan Gardner and Neil. So that is a uh, hashtag, not good, but I'll say this, A.B., how much do you think of that was just like – I mean, it, to me it felt like Leipold knew a lot of times. He was like knew this wasn't going to work at times, but he just stuck to it. It was almost like a this is how we're going to play, so we just got to keep doing it to get better at this and to, and to make small adjustments. But he wasn't going to just commit to completely changing the game plan, which – you could say almost cost him a win, but also like, do you like that? He's like sticking to it and that's his style. That's the way he's going to do it. And one day it's going to start to work. But right now we might be frustrated at the fact that Belton Gardner's getting negative yards every carry. Yeah. I mean, we've, I feel like at least I've always said this, I think we've talked about this before too, but we were never going to compete in the big 12 against Oklahoma and Texas by trying to like outscore them in the air. Like, K-State, yeah. like, compare ourselves to K-State. I know we don't really like them, but, like, they've won in the past because they just bring in – they just play differently, I feel like. They don't out-talent anybody. They just outwork people, and they play differently. So, if – I mean, obviously, it's not working like we wanted to yet, but if that's the plan going forward and he can kind of, like, gauge what we have. I mean, it was his first game coaching, and he got here late, too. So, I don't think this is going to be a smooth year at all. Yeah. But, like, if we can kind of see the direction and the plan going forward, I'm – thrilled with it i've been saying it for years this is how we should yeah. do it run the ball and try and shorten the game yep, yep. i uh <laughs> i liked that he also said like i mean there were people like why didn't devin neal get more carries which made sense because you you read such good things about him in the preseason but 
Uh, I think Leipold said something like, well, you know, we probably hurt ourselves by not giving him more carries, but also you want to like allow these guys to get in a groove. So he was really just trying to try and get Velton into a groove. It never really worked out, but I do like that. He wasn't like panicking and being like, all right, he's out. We're going this way. Like felt like he was just very committed to the game plan, to his style of play. And I mean, like you said, it might not be the smoothest year, but if we can at least see progress with the way he's going to play, then I think that'll have us feeling decent, but we'll see. We're fans. We're idiots. The second Gardner gets taken down for a four yard loss. We're all going to be melting down on Friday. So we'll see how it goes, but I don't know. I was okay with how it went, but a lot of that is because we won the game. So we shall see. All right, guys, real quick, wanted to talk about Spotify Green Room. It's a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, games. You can talk with other sports fans. It's like you're sitting in your living room watching with other guys. You can just do it. Be on the app. You're talking live, talking with insiders, athletes, executives in real time. So you can join in on a conversation we may be over there sometime after a game. Who knows? Might be after a big win over Coastal Carolina. Um, so if you're interested, go download Spotify Green Room. Yeah, and it's just Lance just getting a feel for his personnel. Like, he hasn't been around these guys for that long. Jason Bean hasn't been on campus that long. Like, I know <clears throat> people are talking about how Buffalo led the MAC in passing two years ago and then led the MAC in rushing last year. So it's like just getting a feel for your personnel. Yep things like that, like knowing what you have to work with. And like he yeah. doesn't really know right now, like kind of just got to get a feel. And yeah. So what did, uh, what do we feel? What, what are our thoughts on Jason Bean? I think we were all pretty okay with him getting the starting spot. I mean, sounded like he kind of ran away with it late in the preseason, maybe not ran away with it, but kind of became the leader late. Um, I was cool with it. I mean, I love Jalen Daniels. He just, I like his, he can sling it, but he obviously was super young last year and obviously had some some rough games. So what do you guys – you guys like Bean? Did you like what you saw? Are you cool with it, or are you still curious to see, like, what Kendrick or, or Daniels can do? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've seen – the whole fan base knows we've seen what Miles Kendrick can do, you know? Yeah. And then Jalen Daniels has had issues uh, holding on to the ball not and turning the ball over a lot, so – just felt like the new staff should start with a new guy, fresh start, a guy that has experience at another D1 and actually put up good numbers. And you talked about it before the pod about his uh, ability with his legs. I mean, for since Mangino left, I think we've been terrible up front. Like we really haven't had a good offensive line. I feel like we've had so many slow quarterbacks. We've had Bender, we've had Chris, we've yeah. had God, who are the other ones? Jake Heaps. Heaps like, been baby. Yeah. So it's like, him being able to extend drives with his legs. And I feel like they didn't show too much on Friday either. Like it just felt like, I don't know, like they didn't give Bean too many opportunities down the field. And I was reading on the slant about some guy that's kind of closer to the program that said that he heard we were trying not to show too much off. So Love kind of that. makes sense, but we were also in a close game. So I don't know how much sense that makes. Cause I mean, four minutes left, you're on the verge of losing, like you said, a fourth and 10 to extend the game. So but yeah, I think he has some moxie and I mean, he's what four, 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 five speed. I mean, he's, yeah, he's quick as hell. Yeah. 
AB, throw some numbers at me. You had a little QB rating uh, numbers for me, which got me feeling a little better. Like, I don't think anyone walked away blown away with Bean, but you're here to tell us that he was he was good, solid. I, I wish I was as confident as I was with this earlier, because I swear to God I read it, and, like, the QB rating thing said, <laughs> like, 124 or 125 or something, which is really good. And then I got on to look at, like, the rushing stats and stuff, and it said he had, like, a – 23 QBR or something, which obviously not close to as good. So I really don't know what to make of it now. Okay. But, I mean, if you just look at like he didn't throw any incompletions, didn't turn the ball over, he would yeah. got himself out of trouble, threw two touchdowns, no picks. Like based on stats, he wasn't great, but he didn't do anything to like lose us the game. Yeah. Yeah. He uh what were you? I mean, what was your guys' confident level confidence level going into that last drive when we're when we're down 14-10? We really hadn't got anything going the entire second half uh i mean i'll be honest i had i had accepted that we had lost the game like i just did not see us putting together a game-winning drive right there did you guys have confidence in him i bad fan or did we all kind of and the vibes in the stadium you could just feel it everyone was kind of like oh my god here we are again it was crazy i mean it was we scored in the half, and then I think we came out and uh, kicked a field goal to go up 10-0, and then, yeah, we didn't move the ball at all after that. No. So you had no reason to be confident, and, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting there fourth and 10. I think it's a ball game. Like, <laughs> I had the way I our had it, and I didn't have any confidence at all, but I think with Bean's ability to run, I mean, he's going to move the chains and keep drives alive just with his legs alone, I think. I had uh, me and AB were sitting in the stands already discussing whether or not I should delete my tweet from the morning where I said the Kansas football Jayhawks are going to win a game today, or (laughs) if I should just spend my entire Friday night arguing with trolls that come at me because randomly that tweet got a ton of interaction and I immediately was like, oh my God, if they lose tonight, this is going to be rough. So Shouts to Jason Bean, Mason Fairchild, LJ Arnold. Those guys came through, which speaking of Mason Fairchild, pretty oh. good. He looked pretty good, and he had a top 10. top 10 catch. So shouts to our guy. I mean. What are the odds you tweet that again on Friday? 100%. 0. 0%. <laughs> um, hey, four catches, 58 yards for Fairchild. I'll take that all day long. Dude, yeah. And, I mean, just – that fourth of down, our receiving like, yards. Oh man, that was just so stressful. I could not believe we were at a fourth and ten or whatever it was against freaking South Dakota. And I mean, here's the thing: I don't think South Dakota is good. Like, is that is that the main thing that's concerning? Is like this wasn't some team that's gonna like this wasn't North Dakota State that always kind of upsets a team because they're chasing an FCS title. Like, yeah. yeah. Like last year was weird, obviously, but they were one and three against FCS teams in the spring or whenever they played their season. So like, yeah, we're not dealing with studs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you tell me they're going to score 14 points before the game, I would think we win fairly, like at least by a couple possessions, like 24, 14 or 20, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Whatever. I mean, I guess I'll say this. Here's one of my main takeaways and, it kind of it's also kind of like sad but i felt like and i don't you guys can tell me if you felt the same i felt like this team this ku team was like there was less bonehead just yeah. idiotic embarrassing plays like we weren't good we weren't 
we weren't we didn't have many exciting plays. You take away the Kenny Logan and the Fairchild cat, like you take away the big the few big plays. We were it was not exciting. It was not pretty. But we also didn't have like those just like launch the ball over our QB's head for a 25 yard loss or a safety or like just an egregious dropped catch that leads to an interception, like by blasting a guy out of bounds after he's ran out for a 15 yard penalty. Like that's just the things that KU teams have done in the past. And I think that's a huge thing that people have said about Leipold is like, he's going to get these guys playing the right way. Even I was joking before that the coastal Carolina coach was like, you know, this team's a lot different. And they asked, like, what what's so what do you see that's different about this Jayhawk team? And he said they they've got really good fundamentals, which I read that and I was like, that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. That's like what you say to the kid that stinks on the baseball team growing up. But it is true. There is some truth to it. And I do think Leipold's gonna bring that to where we're we're gonna we're not gonna make as many mistakes that hurt us yeah. that as we did in the past. So if I'm taking one positive away, it's it's definitely that. Um but I don't know. That's. Do you guys agree with that? Did you feel like we looked less boneheadish? Yeah. No, I think you're right for sure. It's like in the past there'd be like a mental lapse on special teams or something like that, like a muff pun or, a, like you said, a late hit penalty or something stupid that'll just cost you the game. But yeah, I'm just hoping. I don't know. I feel yeah. In the past, I feel like we've just done things like that to. And it would end up costing us in the end, you know? I mean, me and Alan were talking, and A.B., you might have been there, when every time the ball was in the air on a punt and we were catching it, it's not like a let's run this back. It's like a, oh, my God, catch it. Just catch it. Just catch it. Please don't fumble <laughs> this. And, like, that goes back to the Laquivante days where that dude could not catch a punt to save his life. So we're just scarred, and uh, I'm hoping that Leipold can get us all kind of feeling feeling better about simple football things moving forward. All right, guys, quick reminder, um, go check out Spotify Green Room. Like I said earlier, it's the live audio-only sports talk platform. You can talk to us, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. You can get in on a conversation that you listen to every day. You share your own experiences, all your crazy takes on the app. Um, who knows? You could end up talking with us, ain't no seats, guys, after a big win sometimes. So go get on Spotify Green Room. It's a great time. Get your takes out. Enjoy it. Talk with anybody about sports all the time. Shout out to Spotify Green Room. Go download it in the Apple Store, iOS App Store. Can we talk about more complicated things like fans storming the field and stuff? I love, <laughs> I love what Kansas football can do to Twitter. Like for a program that is just Broken. so irrelevant right now, it can get people so fired up. Uh, I obviously have always been kind of a just – who cares? They're college kids. And I felt like this one was even more. These are college kids that really haven't been to a true sporting event their entire college career, either freshmen, sophomores, juniors haven't been in two years. We also haven't won a game in 677 days. It's a new coach, new era. It's just like I, I liked it. It felt good. It felt like the players needed it. It felt like the it, it made the coaching staff happy. Like it just like it brought some positive energy to a fan base that couldn't be any more down. And the fact that people were like, I saw people saying this is going to impact realignment. It's going to oh, make us brother. Look like we're not wanted because it's embarrassing. Like it is embarrassing, but guess what? Kansas football is embarrassing and they're going to be embarrassing for many more 
games, years, however you want to look at it. We're embarrassing as it is. So yeah. storming the field, like, I don't know. I just – I can't believe people take that stuff so serious and let it get well, it's like, fired up. I went back to look because I was trying to find a way to put it on Twitter, but then I figured I'd stay out of it because I wasn't really in the mood for a Twitter fight over Labor Day weekend. But, <laughs> like, they're, Clemson, when they had Deshaun Watson and they were number one in the country, they beat South Carolina by 40 points. And their whole student section, they went through a phase where they stormed the field every single game when they were top five in the country. Like, who cares? They're just having fun. It's like, I get it. Like, because people make jokes, and I think some people on KU Zen, Braden, I want to ask you, like, like, are you more, like, bitter with kids for celebrating or, like, because of what it shows about KU, I guess? Because I do feel like there there is a gap between that. And it's like people are embarrassed that KU's, like, celebrating these minor victories. But I think, like... Like those people that are actually offended by it can go kick rocks. Like we know the jokes are coming regardless. Right. Yeah. But it, I don't that's know. That's how I, I mean, feel. That's about what it. rivalries in sports are for, right? It's like they were gonna make fun of us for probably scoring the last few minutes no matter what. Like if we a- didn't storm, that's what that's what the whole mood would have been. They would have lost this for being cool. Yeah, I was skeptical at first because I feel like like you should expect to win those games. Like a few years ago against tech, like my ass was out there storming. Oh the god, yeah. That one was awesome. <laughs> We were actually yeah. decent that year for our standards. I don't know. I just – I don't really – it's hard to say this when I'm 26, but I feel like if I was a college student, I don't think I would have stormed, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, it. Almost. it's like we say, like, we, we need to expect to win these games, but it's like, literally, do we? Should we? I don't <laughs> – Nothing no, about don't so. this team should yeah, make yeah. us expect to win any game. Like, that's why – even before the game when we were like 15 point, 14 point favorites or whatever. And I was just like, I, I could not fathom anyone putting money on the Hawks to cover that spread. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, we've seen it too many times and I get Leipold. Like there's just everything about him seems like he's the right guy, but you still got to do it with what you have. And I still worry about if we have like this, like you said, AB, this year, it doesn't matter how good Leipold's going to be. We are still going to be, it's going to be bad at times just because of what we've got. So mm. I was cool with it. I get the jokes. I I feel like part of being a KU football fan is just learning how to ride with the jokes and have fun with them. That's what I do. It's like, I'd rather be in the news than in the news with jokes than just not be talked about at all. Like the fact that we are having jokes made about us yeah, shows me that once we are on the up and up, people are really going to start to like love us and love the turnaround that KU's made, and so that's just going to be exciting to me. So, yeah. you know, I'd probably rather get joked about from winning and rushing the field than thousand percent getting jokes about losing by forty to Coastal this week. If that and happened. I tweeted this, but it like in AB, I think you've you've been all over this before, but it it is so frustrating for people all year to say. God, KU basketball, all, all KU fans care about is basketball. All they care oh! about is basketball. <laughs> and then we storm the field because we're so happy that our team and now won we our care. first game in 677 days. And they're like, how embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. Why are you this excited over a win over at FCS school? Because we care a lot about more than just basketball. Makes but, me nauseous. It truly does. Like, I, like I want to throw up right now because you brought it up. But it's, it's impossible to win with these folks. Yeah. I don't understand. Yep. I mean, that's Twitter for you, but I know because if we show any optimism, like before a season, like any fan base in the whole country is going to talk themselves into being decent or whatever, like winning a couple of games. It's like before the year, like if 
I feel like if any of our, like, especially if any of us start to, or Bri gets optimistic, like K-State fans would be like, you guys are such idiots. Like, but then they say we don't care. But then, so when we show we do care, like they freak out. Like, in their, in their minds, they want us to fill the stadium, but not make a single word during the game because you can't care that much about it because basketball's <laughs> not for two months. So we got to save our voice. Yeah. But, but they want to make sure that fans are there. It's just exhausting. I, yeah. And then I mean, I felt like Friday was a pretty good turnout. Like I sat behind the South Dakota bench and took a picture of the other side, um, no. and it just felt like a good turnout. It's like they're still going to look at us having empty seats and things like that. But I still feel like that's a pretty good turnout for game one against the shitty team. And this, like you said, Rye, the student section looked good as well. So that was the best student section we've had. And what I think probably, I mean, obviously K State was good to start the game. Uh, but even like that Texas Tech game where we stormed, I felt like the student section last night was better than that. So for the fact that we hadn't won a game in 677 days, we are still dealing with COVID and stuff like to have the turnout we had and the crowd be that into it the entire game. Like I was definitely impressed, but it's obviously a low bar, but it's good to hit the low bar and then not hit it at all. But so. All right. Speaking of low bars. The Hawks are 27 and a half point dogs or started. I think the lines moved down, right? We're down to like 24. Is that right? Sharks are hammering the Hawks. But (laughs) I mean, we started 27 and a half point dogs. And I tweeted, I said, I know I'm an idiot, but there's just no way we are losing by more than 27 and a half points. Am I crazy? I mean, are we just going to. Am I an idiot, AB? Are we just going to get absolutely rocked and lose by 40 and it's going to be like 27 was a steal? I mean, I just – and I said this before. I don't really know how we're going to score points. <laughs> like, I mean, hopefully – hope, Braden, I hope your guy on the slant's right where we're just like holding everything back and then we just open shit up and we're electric. And I'm not saying electric like go on and win, but electric like score 24 points. Like, yeah. just do something to where we're competitive for a quarter or a half and not lose 34 to three, like we yeah. have a million times in the past decade. Cause that's just like, no one gets excited at any point in the game. There's nothing to point to. We just got our dicks kicked in. So I, I don't know. Right now, I'm not confident because I do think we could lose 34 nothing and just not score. But uh, basically, it's on the hope that we just have more to offer than we did Friday as far as play yeah. calling and scheme go. It is funny how similar it kind of feels uh, to the Boston College game. Just, not scoring at all against Coastal that year and then going there and putting up a shit ton of points. But you also look at the weapons. Like, we basically had two NFL running backs and then Parchment, and we actually had receivers. Like, this year, just feel like – Shouts to Parchment. He scored Florida State. Yeah, love losing money. Dude, it's it's sickening to think about the talent we've had on these rosters. Because at one point, we had Khalil Herbert, Puka, Parchment, Carter, like – Stephon Robinson was pretty Stephon good. Stephon Robinson, who was good the other day for Northwestern, it's like, oh, my God. And, yeah, you're right. Like, this roster, we may have a better coaching staff, but this 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 roster, I just don't see it so in like- those areas. Maybe in other areas like D-line, O-line, defense look good. We haven't even talked about that. But, like, maybe we are improved in other areas. We, don't, we may not have the big-time weapons like those teams did, but – I don't know. That's what I'm so stressed about. It's like we don't even have a puka. We don't have a parchment. It's just like where where are we going to get the big plays? Yeah. Like, how did you guys feel about the play calling overall Friday? Like, I don't know if I'm wrong about 
like them not taking any shots, but I just feel like, like it would be, I don't know. I can't even think of a down and distance. It'd be like third and seven and they'd throw it two yards, like five yards short of the sticks. And it's like, like, were they trying not to show stuff? Do they not trust Bean's arm or I don't know. Like, what did you guys think about the play calling? Yeah. I mean, I just kind of, like I said earlier, I felt like they were just extremely committed to the running game. And they really wanted to get Gardner going because I think that's what people think. Like that's their goal is for us to win running the ball. And like AB said, like that's going to be their style. And I think they were just like, let's just commit to what we've been working on. Let's try and get this right. And maybe, and maybe as we go on next week, we might see them try some different stuff, try some shots. But I mean, you think about it now that we got the win, you pick up a win and you don't show any big time plays or or, or your big time shots that you're taking downfield. Like that's, that's a good thing. I think is to have those still in your back pocket that they can't see on film. So I if don't we know. have them at all though, is the question. Yeah. That's the question. I got to yeah. think. We or do. if we use them at any point, like we can talk about them and have them all we want, but will they yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure we have them. Can we execute them? I don't know. Shouts to Brian Kelly. Oh um, my God. What a yeah. quote from him the I, other night. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite I mean, of execution. Yeah. It'd be nice to see the offense do something on Friday. Like, even if we do lose, which, I mean, we probably will. But like A.B. said, we scored 24 points or something. We're actually moving the ball, putting drives together, getting the run game going. It just – it worries me, man, about our O-line, like just watching them get pushed back all night. And I was saying before the pod that J.K. was saying they have the worst front seven we'll see, which makes sense because they're the worst team we'll see all year. So – I mean, if we're our backs are going 25 carries for 30 yards against them, it just has me worried for the rest of the way. But maybe they'll figure something out through the air or something. Yep. All right. So if you're a betting man, which you both men are, where I mean, what are you what are you doing there? Are you are you taking coastal or are you you riding with the hawks? It smells like a little backdoor cover. <laughs> You know, being down 30, 28, 30 and scoring last drive like we did the other, like we did on Friday night. I mean, I don't know. Going to the Baylor game with some confidence. I'm biased, but I would I take mean, the Hawks. I mean, you, you were tweeting the other day. That's a ton of points. I, I think the Hawks, I don't, I'm not saying, and I, I think that's what's so freaking just it sucks that we could come out and play against Coastal Carolina and we could play good. And we could be like, wow, we look like we are a well-oiled machine. We're doing things better. We're looking better. And we can still lose by 20 points and cover. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be somewhat of a positive, which is just so sad that that's where we're at. But I just – I cannot see this team – I mean, I can definitely see it. But, I i mean, if I were – I might bet my own money. I'm <laughs> trying to stay away from the Kansas football Jayhawks. But – if I were betting my own money, I, I'm, I got to take the Hawks when you give them 27 and a half. I could, I see, mean, I could, see I, like I won't 17 or something. <laughs> you won't, AB. <laughs> I'm not touching. No, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's depressing to like not want to take KU, like you guys are saying, at that high of a number. But I just, I'm worried that we score, like I said before, I think we score like three to 13 points. And I just think Coastal has enough under probably would be the one, but. Who the hell knows? I know because people. This, are I, if we pulled the podcast of Virginia's or no Boston College, <laughs> we were probably saying this exact same shit. Like, oh. okay, he's not gonna be able to score. You know, they're gonna you know thirty-five to seven. Yeah, but 
I, I and that know. was the Boston College game was fresh off a coastal loss where it was like yeah. how yeah, we, we didn't score here? anything. It's just yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I wouldn't touch it if I were you guys. But how about old Brent Deerman? Brent Deerman putting up a fifty burger. Uh, Did this he? Weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouts. Who'd they play? I don't know. Someone bad. I think I just saw a tweet. Michigan but, State. Yeah. Friday night would be pretty fun if we competed. January, February is a just compete. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk. I, I do want to, and I, I mean, we've, we've all admitted it. We're not like big dig into the game, rewatch tape. We're not those types of guys, but I will say the defense and maybe it was just South Dakota. The defense was, I would say the biggest positive. I thought yeah. like, I just, for once I felt confident that we were going to get stops on third downs. Like I just, and I, again, South Dakota, but it just felt like our defense, Kyron Johnson was really good. Um, so I don't know. Are we excited about the defense or was it South Dakota and who we still don't know what the defense is going to be? Yeah. And it'd be nice um, to not have them on the field all game. You know, that's why getting the run game going would be huge just to put drives together. And I feel like there's been years where we actually have decent defenses, at least for KU standards, but they're on the field all game. So they're obviously – going to give up 40 points to a big 12 team or a ranked <laughs> team this week like Coastal. But, yeah, I mean, shit, they didn't they didn't score for – at least they didn't score in the first half. And then we were up 10-0 into the third quarter, so they didn't score for over 30 minutes. And, I mean, they had to be gassed. We were going three and out all mm-hmm. day. So, like, I do think had they had some more rest and just more of a – I don't know just a little more production from our offense. I think we would have seen maybe a little better defense in that second half, but either way, I was, I was excited about that. Um, I would definitely put that up there as one of the few positives we saw, but when you're KU football, you kind of got to just take whatever positives you can get, roll into the next week, see what happens. AB, B, do you guys have any like, Am I missing anything that we should be excited about? Any player that we should be excited about? Or are we just kind of like, well, we'll see what happens. South Dakota, you never know what you're going to get. And now you got to see what happens against the big boys. Yeah. I mean, you already talked about it, but I was pretty excited about how disciplined they looked. Yeah. Like the past years, there'd be a huge mental lapse during the game or something. (laughs) They would have found a way to lose. And it is exciting. They found a way to win game winning drive and, so I don't know. Yeah, they look disciplined, and that's kind of what we heard about Leipold when they hired him. And he's built up two programs before, so it's like obviously not going to happen overnight. They might go one and eleven this year, but be fun to compete in big games and just play disciplined football. One thing I forgot to point out: friend of the pod, Gavin Potter. I was just about to bring his ass up. What the hell? What's this? throw me the stat? Well, I didn't have a stat. I just noticed oh. a few times where he just, I don't know, I was kind of impressed. He's still, is he a sophomore or a freshman? Freshman or freshman? Whatever he is. Technically a sophomore, I think. He's young and it was in a COVID year, but he seemed like he was almost directing the whole, I don't know shit about X's and O's in football, but he seemed like he was the one kind of in charge and like the coach on the field out there at times. So at well, a young age, wow. I was kind of cool to see. So I don't know what you're about to say. I was going to say that he tied for the lead with seven tackles, led the team. So that's oh, yeah. huge. Also, Kenny Logan, who we all knew. I mean, he's electric. We love Kenny Logan. He also uh, had seven tackles. So, I mean, there's some positive. I mean, the defense has got some dudes. So, how about the cell phone service at the booth? Always good. 
Dude, did you try Brother. the Wi-Fi? The Wi-Fi worked for me a little bit. Really? Yeah. Were you getting some tweets off? I fired a few, <laughs> few tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, like okay, one tweet? thing I want to talk about. We didn't want to make this episode long, so real quick. But if we lose that game because Leipold doesn't challenge that spot. Terrible. How, I mean, was it as egregious? I wasn't watching. We were obviously there, so it's harder when you're not seeing the, the replay with the announcers talking about it. And I guess we were all there, so who knows? Like, was it as egregious as it seems that we didn't challenge that? Or was it like, look, those plays never get overturned. Yeah. Uh, we have one time. The thing that drove me the most nuts is we ended up wasting a timeout anyways. But it was just like, it was so absurd we didn't challenge that, I thought. Especially because it was a bad spot. I mean, how are we feeling? How how bad? Is Leipold lucky that we won that game? Would he have just gotten oh. absolutely roasted? Bry might have had him fired. Bry or me, (laughs) both. Bryson, did you see his Bry for sure? Oh yeah, Bry wanted the the guy that decides on the challenge who tells Leipold to be fired. Tough tough night for that guy. Imagine being on Twitter and you're just casually (laughs) scrolling after the game and you're (laughs) you're getting your your job called by Bry. I mean, I love it. Yeah, I was gonna say spot calls are just always tricky. It feels like they never get changed, but I looked at the highlights on YouTube and it. It looks like a yard short. Like I don't know if you guys have watched it. I could send it to you, but looks pretty. It looks like. Should we do a little live reaction to it? Have you seen it, Ryan? The spot. I mean, I feel like I've seen it, and I thought he got it. I I only watched it on Twitter that night. Yeah, we won the game, but no, I know what you're saying. Like it's, it's tough to look at it and see because, like we've talked about all episode, we're probably not winning another game this year. So the one time you could get a win, if it's you know because you, you don't challenge a spot where you clearly had something, that'd be a it. Just yeah, it felt like it had a mouth. it had big potential to be a complete disaster for Leipold getting started to like not only lose South Dakota in a horrible showing, but then also have just kind of a, a just bad coaching move to not challenge play. Granted, we like we said, you never know with the spot, but. I felt like that went from a huge disaster for him to a huge positive, and now vibes are pretty high for the program. So that's good. Yeah. You would just think they had time to look at it and see replays, especially since it was like uh, we it was turnover on downs, so they had to get both get their offense out there and our defense. So you would have thought we had time to look at it and see that it was obvious. But that, yeah, that would that we would have been talking about that probably for. For a long time on this episode if we lost oh my god we'd had bry on here just screaming in the microphone for we'd have just left the room and let bry yell for 50 minutes about the missed spot because that was going to cost him a ton of money but i do deserve to be fired <laughs> i don't know who he is get him out get him out of lawrence and gone rock chalk it up he's done all right um <laughs> that's it love bry but all right hey, we, we Friday. Yeah, we uh, – hey, crazier things have happened. The boys can go get a big win. Who knows? Shock the world. Get us a little Boston College action. I would do anything to relive that night. What a fun night that was. But like we said, truly, we just want to see some some progress, some a little bit of a competition, be in it going into the fourth quarter maybe. I'd take that. Um, so we'll see. I guess our goal – was to get on here. We're trying to actually recap every game this year. We're not going to try and be cowards that 
you know, we lose a game or we look bad and we're just like, hey, we want to maybe not record this week because we're depressed. <laughs> we're not doing that anymore. We're going to talk about the Hawks. So this is a quick episode. Um, before we go, B-Turn, A-B, you guys got anything else? No, sir. Nothing off the top of my mind, brother. All right. Well, that's it. Hawks versus Coastal Friday, ESPN2. So uh, you always love to get uh, potentially embarrassed on national television or – Shock the world on national television, which I think the, did with Boston College. Yeah. On the teal turf, baby. Yep. So that's it. Thanks for listening, as always. And we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Rock Chuck. But for you, I guess you moved on really easily. You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks. Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world? I guess that you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you She really helped Now you can be a better man For your brand new girl Getting everything you want You bought a new car and your career's really taking off It's like we never even happened, baby What the fuck is up with that? And good for you, it's like you never even met me Remember when you swore to God I was the only person who ever got you Well, screw that, screw you You will never have to hurt the way you know that I do Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.